Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a couple moments and kind of reset our thoughts and our emotions and Put aside anything you've been thinking about that needs to be done or going on during the day. Let's just remind ourselves how much God loves us and that he doesn't hold our circumstances against us. Instead, he reminds us that he crafted our situation, whatever we're in, for us. that he is working on our behalf to reunite our spirit, soul, and body together. Not so that we can work for him or accomplish anything, but because he loves us and wants to give himself to us. His desire is to make you able to receive everything he wants to give you, which is himself. It's hard for us to comprehend what that would be like because we're trying to comprehend with our soul that which is spirit. Now part of the process that we're working on is to expand our expectations and our senses to experience and perceive beyond the natural senses that we have. There's so much beyond what we normal, you know, human being existence as a physical being. The supernatural realm is huge. And then when we start talking about the spiritual realm, which includes both the supernatural and the natural, it's kind of incomprehensible because there's no limit to it. It's eternally creative. And again, we have a hard time comprehending comprehending with our finite mind what knowing God is like. We have a hard time comprehending, comprehending, again, with our emotions what the love of God is like. And that's fine. We just want to be flexible and open and available. And God will take care of the rest. He teaches us what we need to know. And then he puts us in circumstances where we can test what we've been taught 
what we think we know. And we've been talking about spending time with God at night and how valuable that is. And it is. It's absolutely one of the most valuable things that we can do is spend time with God at night for all the reasons we've talked about. But there's no magic wand. And it may be that what God is doing is expanding your persistence. That as you spend time with him, you may think, okay, how come he hasn't shown up? How come nothing's happened? I'm doing everything I thought I was supposed to be doing, but nothing's happening. Well, first, lots is happening. Even if you're not aware of it, God is meeting with you. Remember, our challenge is that our soul and our spirit aren't really talking to one another. And God's remedying that. God's reuniting them to not only talk to one another, but to learn to use the same language. And this takes time. For one thing, God is gentle with us. I don't know that we would survive experiencing our own spirit as it is now in our soul and our body. So we're in a transition period where he is gently and quickly, uh, gently and quietly preparing us to receive. He's stirring up a thirst and a hunger to for us to be willing to pursue and be available and put some things aside. Now, we're not talking about special anointings or gifts or even natural talents or intellect, any of that. Those are all aspects of our soul and our body. And those are aspects that we haven't even experienced yet. We, we've never, none of us has ever experienced what it means for our full body to be fully active. You know, how, how long would we live if our body itself was perfectly healthy and our brain was functioning and our heart had full capacity? We have no idea what that would be like. And we have no idea what our soul, unencumbered by lies and wounds and generational issues and our enemies, how our soul, our mind and will and emotions would function at full capacity. We have no idea what that would be like. But God wants us to know, not just know, but experience. So he leads us and guides us bit by bit, 
moment by moment. Sometimes we know about it. I think most of the time we don't. So when we are looking to take advantage and, shall we say, speed things up, you know, make the most of our time here on earth and spend time with God at night, that doesn't mean he is in any way obligated to reveal himself in a way that we expect. Doesn't mean he's not working rapidly in you, healing you, giving you peace, encouraging you, quickening your senses. Now what happens is over time, very often, you will see changes in your life that you're not sure are related to waiting on him unless you ask him. And sometimes it's small things, like things that used to bother you about a certain coworker no longer bothers you. He may remind you that or you keep losing your keys, and now whenever you think, where are my keys, you know where they are. Little things, he starts to tap you on the shoulder. Look, this is, this is me quickening your senses. You're starting to come around. You're starting to experience the healing you've been getting. This is going to be a pathway for the rest of our lives here on this earth. It's the process. It's developing the habits of turning to him and learning trust and confidence and enjoying the process, enjoying his presence. So when... We spend time with God, whether he just comes without our being aware of him or whether he comes and wakes us up to spend time with him. We know he's there. We know he's everywhere. But we know, especially, you know, when you ask him, Lord, if you want to come visit me tonight, I'm up for it. What you're doing is you're telling your soul to keep its eyes open. You're setting the stage for your soul. It's not for God. God's going to come. But saying, Lord, I want you to come. I'd be happy for you to come. I'm ready for you to come. This, that's much more setting the stage for your soul. And in a sense for your body, because you're going to have to get up when he comes. And we are... We're all unique, and we're all learning how our soul needs to fit with our spirit. And he's teaching each one of us uniquely. And so our homework is going to be unique. Our goals and the projects he assigns us are going to be unique. 
because he doesn't want us relying on another ex- another's experience. The relationships, relationship he wants with you is a personal one that he has worked out with your spirit. And it's what's best for you. so that you can receive the full amount of love, the eternal love, the full kingdom that he has for you. What would that look like? I don't know. We're all in this learning process. And it all comes down to being available to God. And those are really what we're looking at. Practically speaking, what can we do to be available and cooperate with God? Our spirit, your spirit's already fully cooperating with God. You can check, done with the spirit. The problem is our soul. Soul is still trying to do things its own way. Now that's You know, God knows that. God gave you your soul. And up until now, that was fine. But now, you're able to receive from him. Just like a little little child. It's fine crawling around. But eventually, you don't want a 16-year-old crawling around. You want that 16-year-old ready to start driving. There's an expectation Spending time with God will bring, and I I don't want to say maturity because we don't grow older, but our soul comes into a greater contact with our spirit and is able to receive more teaching and power and authority and responsibility. The spirit doesn't change. Your soul does. And again, your body will follow after. Sometimes things happen quickly, and sometimes you'll have great experiences. Others may go for years without experiencing anything out of the ordinary. And if that's you, that's fine. We simply confirm that, Lord, is there anything you need to draw my attention to? And if there's interference, you deal with that. And if his goal for you, if his pathway for you is to never go beyond as far as, as ex- experiences, where what you've already experienced, that's fine. Because that's his goal for you. He's already given you five stars. You're in his family. You're his beloved son. Nobody's going to get anything, a bigger crown or more stars or more jewels in their crown or a bigger pat on the back or attaboy because they have have experiences and you don't. Having an experience of any kind is not an indication that you're closer to God. 
or more mature or at a different level. In fact, sometimes it's the other way around. We've talked about this in other ways. But if you're content to simply enjoy his presence and be with him, I think he really enjoys that too. That we don't have to talk. We don't have to fill the silence or have proof or have a, a an experience, a supernatural or solical or even a physical experience, nothing. It's fine to just be with him in silence, in quietness, in peace. And if that's okay with him, let's let it be okay with us. Now that's different than not being able to hear him or have an an acknowledgement of his presence because that can be an interference that is keeping you from hearing God. And we will go into it more, but if if you're concerned about that, just ask, Lord, is there any interference that's keeping me from hearing from you or from receiving anything you want to give? That's just a nice, easy yes or no question. And if it's a yes, say, I, well, I take authority. Can, is this something I can take authority over? Generally speaking, he's going to say yes. You can say, okay, well, then I do so. I take authority, and by my spirit, I send it away. And you must go, you must go now. You must go where Jesus sends you. And then if he says, no, we're good, just enjoy his presence. One thing I want you to remember is when you make yourself available to God in any way, shape, or form, it is his responsibility to reveal himself to you. It is his responsibility to heal you, to lead you, to guide you, to provide for you what you may need for change. He's going to take care of the change that's needed in your soul. The final participation, it's up to him to make that real to you. It's his job. He's the God. So we don't have to be self-critical, self-judgmental. We can let ourselves off the hook and, again, just enjoy the absolute knowledge by experience that God loves you and this is what it's like to be loved by God. And we can experience that the most fully at night. And we talked a little bit about how since this is such a wonderful opportunity for us, the night seasons, that our enemies are also going to be the most active. And God allows this. This is what God purposes, and this is part of our challenge, is when, if you are interrupted at night by these, whatever 
enemies might come, you know, the world system, the flesh, your own flesh, or a de- the devils, little demons or critters or anything, or strongholds or curses or anything. If they are making themselves known at night, it's so you can learn how to overcome them. Everything is an opportunity. And one of the greatest things we can learn is to not take it personal. What happens is this is how we learn. You know, when we're learning how to drive, we first, you know, we learn in our driveway. Then we learn in the community. And then we learn out on the city streets. And then, oh, my gosh, we're out on the highway. You can learn all you want out of a book, but until you take the car out into different settings, each one of those settings, you learn something different. But it's a building process. And part of that building process is because with each going from the you're driving in your driveway to the community, to the city street, to the highway, there's greater risk of getting hurt and hurting others. The best way to approach that is to remain calm, do the research, learn the process, take it the process seriously, enjoy the ride, have good teachers, a good instructor, trust your car, trust what you're you're doing. Be a participant in the process and not panic. Gentle with yourself, gentle with others, and gentle with God. This is a learning curve. There's a learning curve here. And God may teach you totally different than some of the things we're going to talk about. That's fine. Since he's the God, he gets to decide how he wants to do this. There's no right way. Whatever it is you're going through, you're going through. You're not going to stay there forever. However long it is, it may feel forever, but it's not forever. And spending time with him at night gives him an opportunity to be subtle, to be quiet and gentle, and to love on you, to make himself known to you in ways that may even be surprising, very personal. He may tell you a private name. He may have a name for you. He may remind you of things that you had forgotten. Not so you get put your attention on those things, but as a reminder that he was always there. He was always part of your life. So we take advantage of the night seasons. Whether he wakes us up or he doesn't, he comes and he visits us every night so we can be ready and be available. But have an expectation that he's going to make himself known. 
And you may need to, again, change how you spend your day so that at night you've gone to bed at a reasonable hour so that when he wakes you up, you can get up and spend some time with him. And when he approaches you, even at night and during the day, but especially at night now, look at an indication, an idea of what he wants to talk about. Sometimes it'll be about what's going on other places or with other family members or your community or just what's on his heart. Maybe about a healing. It may be about, who knows, anything. He can talk to you about anything. But he will teach you the meaning of how he approaches you. Now, that may be a one-time, you know, or something that that's the way he's always going to approach you but not necessarily. We don't want to make God have to scream at us to get our attention. I'd much rather have him whisper to wake me up than have to hit me over the head. And over time, you'll become ever more sensitive to his presence in all different ways. He will teach you the meaning of his approach as long as you ask. And don't try to figure it out for yourself. As soon as you start trying to figure it out yourself, even if you rely on the Bible or a book or a conference or what somebody else says, you know, they say, well, when God, when this happens, you know, when you're woken out of a dream, it means this or this is what's going on. When we try to figure it out, we're we're interfering with God's teaching. And over time, again, he's developing a habit in you, however way he chooses to do it, but you will begin to just know this is what he means. And this is how he's connecting and activating your supernatural soulical senses there's a knowledge that passes understanding and it's by experience now if you do begin to experience these night visits where he's especially if he's waking you up count yourself well on the way to knowing the Lord on a far deeper level than most Christians today even those that have huge ministries or writing many books or running many conferences. So many know how to get God to do things, but don't know God. Our goal here is for you to set out a pathway for you to know God. Now, there's many ways to do that, many paths that God has set out for each one of us, has our own path that we must follow. But we're talking here about the things that they all have in common. So we can take advantage of those and and be encouraged and share, "This this is the way, walk in it. 
And then for others, that be, okay, this is the way, run in it. Or and for others, this is the way, but it's time for you to just sit and enjoy his presence. So there's other things we can do to make the most of our night seasons. And those are, we can deliberately seek the Lord at night. This is where we ask him to wake us up if he chooses. And there's an anticipation that comes very often, if this is an area you want to go into, spend more time before you go to bed waiting on him. And one of the purposes of that is just to still every aspect of your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotion. Now, we're going to have to pick it up next time, but this week what I want you to do is just, we've been talking about becoming more aware of what's going on at night. But ask the Lord, in fact, let's just do it all together. Lord, make me aware of what you talked to me about last night. I know you were there. I know you were communing with me. What was that about? And spend time for the rest of the week. Lord, what were you talking to me about last night? What that's going to do is increase your awareness that he was there and he was communing with you, spirit to spirit. And they were speaking and ministering. Your spirit and God's spirit were ministering to your soul. So thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainer's Radio. Have a great night.